Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Zach. I'm Modesto. And guys, we are back from BravoCon. Woo! Mm-mm. Woo! That weekend drained me. Oh, Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Today drained me. <laughs> it drained me, too. And I bought the Marlo t-shirt to prove it. I sent all of our group chats the Snapchat of $40 spent at the archive. <laughs> <laughs> she got me gals she got him good okay like he you got couldn't, me good he, oh they get they come for you too <laughs> um it was a crazy chaotic weekend like BravoCon was honestly something i will never forget like i have I'm like still reeling like still reeling i yeah, it's crazy and i can't like the content on i was complaining to zach earlier today because like my for you page is all BravoCon, and I, at some point today i was like i'm over it because i was there but now i'm like no i'm not over it like i the content I was too. is just so good it's so good guys like this weekend like i highly recommend if you didn't go this year and you don't go wanting to go like we don't want the lines to be longer <laughs> well next year we're going to that vip because i am not doing that general admission again but no, guys the lines the lines were fucking insane what we will suggest is go in a large group we went in a group of three and we did like line holders mostly it was that because he was like willing to wait so he like he waited in line and we would go bring him stuff but like if we, we go next year we are planning to go in like a group of like five or six we can do different lines you know yeah, and so it like and get there early. You want to get to the venue early. Honestly, like just start your day early. Get a coffee. Get yeah. Get I mean, eat, Zach started his early. day early. The the sun Saturday and Sunday. I started my day a little late. I was there by like eleven thirty ish, and it was a lot better for me just because like. I missed the Potomac panel, which I'm mad about, but like it, the early panels were just too early because you really have to get in line like an hour, hour and a half before after the we'll discuss the great stampede of Beverly Hills <laughs> heard around the world. I'm sure you've heard, you've seen the videos, you've seen the tweets, you've seen them mumbling, you see them cackling. It was wild guys. It was wild guys. I still let's have to discuss like, it now. Go ahead. Zach. Go. <laughs> I still have trauma. Well, let's like break down into the week with the, like the weekend first. Like, let's like, like just talk about it all. Okay. So Mo obviously lives in New York. I was flying in from Cleveland I flew in Thursday. I woke up really fucking early. I did my chaotic travel usual, which is packing like three hours before my flight, like getting like an hour of sleep, like all that jazz. Fly in and all that jazz. All that jazz. Would you stop it, Velma Kelly? Anyways. I was actually thinking Kate Hudson in Glee, but go ahead. Okay, period. Um, I land at LaGuardia. I get to my friend's apartment. I'm like chilling. I'm relaxing. I'm excited for the weekend. And all of a sudden, it hits me. I forgot my wristband in Cleveland. I was so terrified. My heart was pounding. It was racing. I was petrified. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, I need to hop. I need to get back in an Uber and go to LaGuardia and get to Cleveland and get my wristband. I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, why, why was my first thought not to call the venue? Literally, his first thought, he called me in, like, a panic and was like, I'm, I need to fly back. I was like, babe, like, just all you have to do is call, like, front, front row tickets. Uh, there's this amazing thing that just was invented. It's called Will Call. Uh, <laughs> and Zach has been to enough concerts in his fucking life to know what Will Call is. I, I blacked like, out. Okay, I was scared. Okay, he was, was on like a, he was on like no hours of sleep. I will give him that. No hours of sleep. And we spent that Thursday like oh my god. First of all, it was pouring down rain. We spent Thursday just like getting last minute looks together, like just kind of like planning out the day. My best friend Sam came with us, who's like a new Bravo lover. Like she watched Bravo in the past, but she's like up to date on like current shows. Like she's watched the past like three seasons of everything that's like currently on. Um, so it was, it was just really exciting to have someone like that too, who was like kind of like a newbie, which was fun, but it was fun. I loved having Sam with us. She's an icon, she's a legend, and she is the fucking moment. She's a queen, and she is very calm, but, like, Sam and... We're all Geminis, also, so we had three chaotic Geminis running around BravoCon. Like, Sam and Zach are the same kind of Gemini, because they have very similar um, 
placements very very similar we have the like, same su- uh sun and the same rising and then you basically have the same moon because one of you's a leo one of you's a scorpio which is so fucking similar um they're very like worrisome they worry about everything they're like oh my god like literally at one point we were like eating food and like zach brought in food from like a different like restaurant it was like a, it was like a literally like a cheap little taco stand and sam's like you think it's okay he's bringing in pizza i'm like yeah i think it's fucking <laughs> fine one and then we walk by these people handing out fucking free teas because it was one of the sponsors and she goes you want a tea and i like grabbed it and zach goes is that even free oh my god i'm like yeah it's fucking free guys you guys are freaks like and i'm a con artist i'll take anything you give me something i'm taking it the (laughs) the best was when we went to which panel was it it was oh fuck it was the last panel it was like the game panel we when we snuck into vip seats the, uh, yeah, but what it what, no, it wasn't. What? Pay, oh, yes, yes. It was, it, was Coast, t- it was East Coast versus West Coast. Yeah, and it was like they had like there was like VIP, senior VIP, or whatever, and they had these VIP seats. Um, and then like, but like everyone just like there was no order. There was nobody telling you what day two and three. Where. There was order. Huh? Day day two and three. There was a lot more order. That was day one. Day one was day one was chaos. Chaos, pure chaos. chaos. And so like so many people we, said they had panic attacks. I like oh, a I lot know. of people. I'm we so ran I'm into, glad we, we ran into these seats and no one told us that they were VIP until like, you know, all the seats are filled and they're like, raise your wristband. You gotta get out of here if you don't and have And I'm in the I'm in the middle of Zach and Sam, and both of them are like, okay, so first of all, Sam's <laughs> freaking out. Zach is like literally queefing himself in one corner. Sam is next to me. She puts her hair in her face and is like looking away, and I'm like, oh, cons- like look at your fucking phone. So I take her phone out of her hand, and I start looking at it with her. I'm like, like act like we're looking through Instagram. And like, everyone just hide your fucking wristbands. It's fine. And both of these people are like sweating, sweating next to me. I was like, me. there was one point... <laughs> They're like, they're gonna cut my wristband and kick me out of Bravo Con. I was like, I was like, I'm getting out. I'm leaving. And Mo was like, no, sit. And I was like, no, I'm leaving. I was just like, she's coming. She's coming. I'm leaving. I was so terrified. I'm like, it's a fucking like page from NBC. Please. Uh, What is she gonna say? And then the girl next, there was a very drunk girl next to us. And she goes, we talked to her earlier. She's a fucking pushover. Just sitting in her seat. So she, she did come over and be like, tell the one girl that she needed to move and she's like no you told us to move here so everyone followed suit so we did get we got like fourth row at that panel that was such a good that was probably our best seat of the entire like con yeah no it was really good and it was like that panel was like lisa barlow shannon Medore, garcelle ramona quad uh marlo Marlo, eva uh adriana adriana yeah that was that was a good panel that was chaos they were just like it was fun because at that point that was like what was the, the first time we went to was housewife to housewife which we left a little early because it was like not there wasn't that much tea it was like okay and then that was our last panel of friday so we thought the panels were going to be like fun and like oh my god like kiki's because that's what that one was and boy were we wrong <laughs> the panels turned into reunions full-on reunions it was amazing guys like okay so like i guess we're just gonna go like you know we don't um, need to give them a day by day play by how Mo and I are. It's that's my Virgo popping out because it's like I have my Virgo and then I have like my Gemini and my Gemini wants to be chaotic, but my Virgo wants to be like structured. And that is just how my life is. It's just always been that way. But like, let's talk about it. So the best panel by far of the weekend was Salt Lake. Like I am still shaking. I still am thinking about it. Like all I can think about is that fucking panel. I mean, it started off like kind of like cordial and cute, like the other panels and it quickly turned into a whole fucking reunion. It was so Heather Gay started it at first. Like she sat down on the, their mics weren't working and Karamo from queer. I was like, the moderator of the panel and he was being a little shady but he was also being like very andy adjacent to where he was like you know moving questions along and heather gay was like oh the mics are hot like some of us know what that's like um just like throwing digs at lisa from the beginning and woo, it turned it turned when the hot mic moment came up and the girl started fighting it started with meredith and lisa fighting about was there a producer in the room or was there not a producer in the room during it and heather's like it's early <laughs> lisa was like it's fucking tv it's tv guys there's a producer there he's no, there my, i kept quoting it today at work to my coworker. <laughs> i kept going like lisa stop saying you were alone when there was a man in the room okay no <laughs> there wasn't that rant was for me and for me only no one was supposed to hear that rant but me guess what when you go on a cast trip you're never alone you should literally like be careful in the bathroom 
saying you were alone. I was alone. I did not say that for anybody else to hear, and I will never, ever, ever change that because that is the truth. I'm telling the truth. It's the truth, guys. It's the truth. <laughs> it, it, no, it, it is. And she, I mean, she made sense. She said she was alone. The rant was for her only. And her mic was on. And the producer obviously came in afterwards to get her to go down to the table. Like, they're their handlers. And listen, I see on Lisa Barlow. We both see on Lisa Barlow. This is a Lisa, Bar- Lisa Barlow house. And I believe her. I stand with women, okay? I believe Period. her 100%. And especially after watching that, she was just like so adamant about it. She was like, enough is enough. I, yes, like there was someone in there, but like you're not alone on like a cast trip. There's people everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. Like, but like I just like blacked out and like started going off, you know? Um, and you I know love what? They asked was her it- like, was the rant true? And she was like, no, none of it was true. Even though in the episode, she clearly said it was. <laughs> like, were you lying about the rant? No. I, I just love her. I just love that she's like, it's the truth, guys. It's the truth. And then the other thing, like, that was, like, really shocking was, like, I was really starting to think that, like, the Heather and Whitney stuff was kind of, like, they were, like, milking it on the show. Like, it might have been, like, a little tiff that they just, like, pretended was bigger. Y'all. There's they some, hate each other. They hate each they other right hate now. Each other. <laughs> hate like they were going at it the whole time and like honestly um like whitney brought out the fucking receipts like she literally brought out all the receipts like she tried to bring out her phone she was like heather said it's really sad that like you stopped being my friend and you chose a tv show over me and that and the whole audience was like oh because they like suck heather's fucking cock and whitney was like actually let's go through episode four five six seven eight nine ten where i chase you around like a fucking ex-boyfriend and then she was like, I'll bring out my phone right now. And then she said, and also let's talk about how you stopped talking to me for two months because you got Below Deck Adventure with Angie Harrington and I didn't. And it was like, oh! <laughs> it was so good. I mean, the audience was going like crazy. There was like one point where, so at like towards the end of every like panel, they would like be like, all right, we have questions for the audience. And there was this one girl that was like, basically like, Lisa, how are you like, so like close with Whitney now when she like clearly was spreading those rumors about you having an affair and Whitney tried to like chime in on it and the girl started going back and forth with Whitney. She was fighting with her and she was like, I'm team Heather. And then like there was a few, one guy came up and was like, one of the questions was like, who is the like, um, who has the biggest ego? And the guy came up and was like, I don't have a question. It's just Meredith Marks has the biggest ego. And it's like, okay, shady. <laughs> Someone also asked, so you guys know, I mean, obviously all Bravo fans know that the rumor is that Jen Shaw was uninvited from BravoCon after she pled guilty. And Andy said at one of his panels that when she pled guilty the relationship is like over basically with her and bravo he said uh, that he does- the end of the engagement with that or something yes like but he does want to have a one-on-one sit down with her and a lot of people are like saying okay then why did Teresa get brought back or like things like that which we talked about that at one of the panels like while we were waiting and i was like Teresa, like literally just signed a document and like went to jail because she she wasn't supposed to go to jail if you were a bravo fan at that time Teresa was gonna get house arrest and then she didn't hand over some jewelry that the judge needed her to hand over so that's why she went to jail for 11 months and the trial was so publicized that the judges wanted to make an example of Teresa. and honestly they did not steal from anyone but like the government okay okay um, <laughs> jen shaw fucking defrauded and stole from the elderly like she stole people's pensions she ruin people's lives like it's a completely different story and you guys know on this podcast as listeners i'm not a Teresa stan i'm not a tree hugger okay i love the woman i think she's great for tv i'm not her biggest fucking fan but i do think it's it's apples and oranges (laughs) 
Okay, absolutely. I'm going to get off my fucking soapbox now. <laughs> Period. Period. No, it's, so it's so true. But I still love Jen Shaw. Sorry. I mean, I I, with that being, with all of that being with said. With all that being said. Jennifer Shaw's a fucking icon, and I love the woman. <laughs> Never in my life have I, did I think that a person who conned the elderly got arrested by Homeland Security would be so fucking likable on my television. She's so fucking likable. She's like, I, and I wish we like ran into her at BravoCon because she was obviously in New York. She like yeah, she was, she like was there. But what's crazy to me about the Salt Lake panel is that these four wives have what the Potomac wives have as they have something where those four are going to fucking last for like seven seasons and go at it and they can hold down a show or a panel. It was only four of them and it was more explosive than anything we've seen on OC in 15 seasons. Let's it be real. was better than the part one of the Beverly Hills reunion. It was better than... <laughs> yeah, you're right. I am. I am. Right. It, it was. It, it was, was better a- than the last five seasons of Vanderpump Rules and Southern Charm and Summer House combined. <laughs> Period. Period. It, like, it gave me so much serotonin. Me and Sam were walking out of that and we were like shaking. We were like... Yeah, well, Sam had also just taken an Adderall and it hit in the middle of the panel and <laughs> she left the she left with her heart racing and she was like, I'm going to fucking have a heart attack. That was insane. Imagine peak Adderall during that. She was like, everything combined just set her I mean, the, the room, edge. like everyone was like freaking out. I mean, we were walking... Um, <laughs> we were walking out of the panel. <laughs> there was these two gays behind us and it was like, this is like leaving a circuit party at like 3 a.m. Or like they were saying something like he that. He said, it's like leaving a circuit party at 3 a.m. except you don't come and i was like i don't know about you but like i did and he was like you're right i came three times <laughs> i was like literally <laughs> i i busted more than i've ever busted in my life that was that was bananas like i didn't that was a perfect ending to day two it was the last panel we went to on day two it was i mean it was just so perfect the weekend honestly though like at the end of it i was like yeah we missed some things but it's just like not physically possible to hit every single panel and hit every single thing like we had to make some sacrifices we tried to go to panels the lines were too long we would have to go to the other one we were we tried to do meet and greet lines but we were like fuck it honestly i also didn't want like the corny meet and greet photos with everyone i think like just with like like we got like zach you got one you got like three and those three were like cool and like really like a huge fans of you know you got joe you got to and you got lisa and whitney I don't want like my whole like feed to just be like stupid corny like meet and greet like things. I wanted no, it to but, be like, like also like it was impossible unless you had like SVIP to Yeah, you were waiting in line to go meet them in a conference room, guys. Period. Like it was weird. Okay. Some of the cool ones were in the middle of the panel, but like we had much more luck like meeting them at their merch lines, which felt you guys it was fun. So like there's <laughs> this is how you're gonna meet most of the Bravo Labs at BravoCon if you go, okay? You'll just walk, just do a lap. It's like pretend you're at a gay bar looking for some trade. All you would hear was, and it was kind of triggering sometimes because you def- like, especially after day one, you were just yeah, like, you didn't know who scared. It was. You didn't know what was going to happen. And then you'd like hear the screams and then it would be like fucking, you know, Dorinda Medley walking down the hall. At one point I was like, I was walking down the hall because Zach and Sam were waiting in a line and I went to the bathroom and I was walking down the hall and I heard the screams and a crowd started like mobbing me and I was like, who the fuck is next to me? I look around and it's like just James Kennedy who looked hot. Yeah, so he was like walking right next to me and he looked so fucking muscular. Also, did you see that video going around of uh, Andy and James at Watch What Happens Live where James Andy's like creeping all over James? No, send it to me. Oh my god, it's like I'll send it to you when we're done recording this podcast. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean send it to me like exactly now. It sounded like you did, but anyways, maybe he, I did. Maybe I did. Maybe I, I want to see. I it. think you did. He's creeping all over him, and he's like clearly uncomfortable, and he like puts his hand like to move Andy away at one point, and it's like okay. Someone said, "When is surviving Andy coming out?" <laughs> and I was like, "Not shut that. up." Who said that? Someone on Twitter? Someone on Twitter. You know, I'm not going to add them right now. I've, I'm <laughs> doing what Candace said in her fucking BravoCon panel where she said, we're going to put the tweet, we're going to put it in the drafts, and it's called growth. Okay? And that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was literally, like, crazy. Um, Like, I was, like, I all of a sudden I heard, like, screaming, and Garcelle walks out. And I got, like, I, I got to her before the swarm did. I got, like, a picture with her. It was amazing. And she looked like, fucking gorgeous. Like, gorge. Gorge. She was wearing an all leopard outfit. It looked so expensive. And then she changed into like this terrible fucking, which Floral I saw. Moment. 
Yeah, it was like a floral moment, which I sell at my store and I sell a lot of, and I hated it. But whenever like ladies would be like, I'm really into this, I'd be like, go off, queen, it's stunning, it's a thousand dollars, buy it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, okay, the fashion though, Garcelle at one point was really funny. She was wearing this stunning like pink coat and she walked out of the panel with her tag hanging out of it and Eva went over and fixed it for her and I was like, oh. That's a, that's a main stylist mistake, babe. You just fucking undo the tag and then tie it again to return it to the store. Come on now. <laughs> Styling 101. Um, so many looks. I mean, Dorit repeating her infamous look, the Versace look from Guys, season 10 of I Beverly Hills. I have a picture with Dorit. Like, yeah, so I got three meet and greet pictures. I got uh, Whitney and Lisa, uh, Dorit, and Jill Zarin. Jalzarin. Um, but Dorit repeating the Versace look from season 10, where she is talking to Denise, and Denise is like, This is slander. This is slander. This is slander. It's slander. Okay, the that look, the moment of that look for me is when she puts her hands up and she's like, then stop saying it, babe. <laughs> When Dorit's saying, or when Denise is saying bravo, bravo, fucking bravo, stop saying it, babe. <laughs> Iconic. Um, it, it was kind of camp that, like, I got a picture with her in that outfit. And then, like, <laughs> I show Mo and I was like, Mo, like, it's me, Dorit. He's like, it's giving broke. I said, it's giving broke. Like, you're repeating the same Versace look. Like, it's not even like she just repeated one piece of it. It was like the whole thing. The whole and fucking look. I just want to say, okay, Dorit made up for all of that in the Balenciaga look when she dressed as basically the wind chime from So Chic. Um, that made up for the whole thing, but her looks were bad all weekend. Uh, my queen let me down. My queen fucking let me down. <laughs> she let me down hard. There was, I mean, there's a lot of good looks. I was shocked by Asia from Below Deck came out in this fucking. I mean, the best look of the whole con to me. It was so on trend. It was like a black midi with like a black cropped like under boob thing. She had like diamonds in her hair. Giuseppe Zanotti shoes. I said, okay, choose to. She got the check. The check cleared. It cleared. <laughs> Zach had no idea who she was. Everyone was no, screaming and she walked no. right by him and he goes, who was that? <laughs> I want to be a below deck person, but I just. No, you don't. No, you don't. I do. I do. I don't. Think don't. You do. You no. don't know me. I know, bitch. bitch. <laughs> actually, you, you actually you know me really. He wants to be so many people, but not. He doesn't try. <laughs> he doesn't try. It's like he literally. There's so many shows, and I'm like, if you just watch, like it's so good. But Below Deck is also like the early seasons of Below Deck are so iconic until Kate and Hannah leave. But like, there's some seasons where you can throw on in the background and like do stuff and just pop right into. Okay, well, I'll do that. I'm also, but also the trigger, below deck people got not a lot of love. I well, look at. Look I mean, at it's the, the highest rated show on Bravo, though. Is it really? Yeah, have you not seen below deck ratings? Like beat Housewives by a lot. That's because the straights. Yeah, the straights. It's the one show that like the wives get their husband to watch, and they'll probably watch on their own and like jerk off. Yeah, no, like. That's how you get like straight men to watch Bravos. You get them into Below Deck, then you get there was a lot of straight men there. Southern Charm. There was like there was like a decent amount actually, but let's talk about the (laughs) the real stampede of Beverly Hills because that was truly that was truly scary. Scary. Just like the whole lead up to it. So like. Zach gets in line. The line is insane. It insane. is insane. It was wrapped, wrapped around, around the, the entire Javits Center. Javits Center. It's I've never seen anything like it in my life. There was no way. There had to be I'm not guys, I'm not exaggerating. A thousand people in that line. Easily. The entire center was basically half of this place was in there. And, I would say even more. Yeah, probably more. And my phone was at one percent. So I go over, they had like a Tresemme, like like little fix your hair shop and they had like the Dyson air wrap, but Tresemme's version of it. So I'm charging my phone at the Tresemme spa. Zach's holding the line for me. Sam's getting drinks. Sam's getting drinks. We're all like, we all separated to go do something while Zach held the line. And I just like see people running and I, I, Zach's calling me. I see people running. You know what? You know what I think is triggering me about like what triggered me the rest of the weekend about the screams and the Bravo Labs is because right before the stampede, everyone started screaming and we're like, who's coming? And all of a sudden people were like, it's Andy, it's Andy. And like, it was Andy, it was Andy Cohen. He walks right in front of me. And as soon as he passes me, I turn around and it looks like the fucking, 
uh, Lion King scene where Mufasa dies and the wildebeest are all running through the like, place. It was it was crazy. crazy. And I don't know, miraculously, I was on the other side of the Javits Center. We all started was, running. We ditched him. I don't know how I found you. No, we literally were running at the same time. Guys, no, no lie, no lie. I'm literally like a solid like three to four minute walk from Zach. I'm on the other side past the food court. He's in the line at the main part of the convention center. Somehow we are running at the same time and just run into each other and then go straight. I'm like, how the fuck <laughs> did crazy. we find each other in this stampede of a thousand people without even trying? Like I looked at my phone and saw him calling, but I was like, I'm going to have to, we're running. We're running for our lives, baby. It's Halloween. <laughs> Guys, kills. It was like, it was like black Friday at Kmart and the early odds when they had like Rosie O'Donnell commercials for Kmart. Like that's like how like, when the when the mamas was getting stampede for the Elmo dolls, that's what it was. It that's was fucking it was. bananas. We found our way in there. The people started sitting on the floor. So we're like, "Oh, fucking tea, bitch!" The floor was right in front of the stage. We were right in front of the stage sitting. A security guard comes up. He's like, "Get up!" This woman's like, "Fuck you!" Yelling at the security guard. He's yelling at her. She's like, "I'm not fucking getting up!" And then she starts going full care and like, "Your fucking job is this." He's going to tell me my job, bitch. They were going at. You it. know what it really felt like? It really felt like the cross, like. The country club chasing in Jersey, like where it was like that woman <laughs> turns around and is like, "This is bullshit!" Like it was like it was like people were running and basically screaming. Then what about your court fighting with each out? other? Some lady was fighting with this guy who had a dog in there for some reason. Do not bring your fucking dog to BravoCon, you piece of shit. That dog going to get trampled. It was a cute little Frenchie too. It was it was insanity. He was like, "You're it getting was- kicked out. You're getting kicked out." And he's like, "No, you're getting kicked out, bitch." And they were going at it. She got security. There's literally that room was guys. Another thing about BravoCon is no matter what the weather is in New York City. Do not dress. Do not. It is hot as balls in there. It is it so, so hot. hot. In the panel rooms, especially the was it the don't be tardy stage, or on display. Yes. The, the 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 don't be tardy stage. Don't be tardy I, stage ever, was. Did we ever go to the on display stage? I don't think we did. No, we did for the. That was when we got the good seats for the East Coast versus West Coast. That was, was on it? on display. Yeah, that one was in there. Oh, period. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, that was, and then we sat outside of the on display stage to see the uh, Bravo Besties one because we were too late for that one. Yeah. They so we watched it from us. like, yeah, we watched it from a TV. So after the first day, they started putting TVs on the outside, but like we got the infamous Lisa Runaboo on camera and mm-hmm. let it be heard here first because there were dms on our fucking instagram saying that we started the booze and that people, i was like who, if you listen to this podcast please please someone you know, said we, we, there's you know, whispers apologist we are too much we're too much <laughs> of an apologist for her but someone said that we that there's whispers all around BravoCon as if we're like these big accounts with 100k followers like we have like 8,000 okay we're like we're just starting out here whispers all around BravoCon that we're the ones that started first of so, all we don't even put our faces they're good faces we're hot they don't put our we don't put our faces that much on our account so how are there fucking mumbling cackling whispers that we started the booze someone was like boots on the ground said that it was you two in your corner that were booing and like no one else was really booing and blah 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 blah. i said lisa rinna said that there was booing like i have a video of her saying i got booed yeah she put up the middle finger for the booze when she was walking out of the stage and we were on the other side of the of the uh housewives entrances so it started way before and we were like cheering and we were trying to out cheer the booze i'm glad that the booze happened because rena loved it and zach got a perfect video of the i got booed she was eating it uh but yeah no it was it was crazy then we watched the panel and like Honestly, like it wasn't really that entertaining. So we left. It wasn't. Brad Goreski started it and it was so hot in there. We stood there for maybe 15 minutes and I looked at Zach and said, I'm, I'm literally going to faint. Like I started, it was too crowded in there. We had to like get out. Like Jordan Peele, get out. We had to leave. It was was not Jordan Peele, get out. (laughs) (laughs) We had to go. Um, but yeah, that was the, the stampede is what I think everyone all over the Twitter sphere, Instagram, and if you've been on social media the past couple of days, that's what everyone was talking about because it was honestly scary. It was scary. No, it was really scary, and it was hot. And I can understand why people had panic attacks. So, I, someone who like suffers from anxiety a lot, like I, I don't have, I don't have like social big crowd anxiety, and I was okay with it. But I could understand why people were panicking. Like that was fucking crazy. And then 
um, day two, they changed a lot of things around. They started putting TVs outside. They were clearing the panels before the next one came in. They were counting the lines. Like, they had little counters of people who would um, usher you in. So... I mean, that was just fucking insane. I never want to live anything like that again in my life. No, it was, it was peak chaos. Also, but... I just want to say one thing, which I did. We spoke about a lot at BravoCon. For all of you motherfuckers sitting behind your fucking keyboard saying that Beverly Hills isn't the best franchise. Beverly Hills sucks. They're awful. No one cares about Beverly Hills. It's only the Garcelle and Sutton show. Uh, please, that they changed the entire like trajectory of BravoCon because people almost died. People almost died in that, okay? People almost died, Aviva. No, be, uh, people almost died. No one died, almost at died at the, the Javits Center? Hill Stampede? <laughs> nobody, nobody died at the, at the Javits Center? Nobody died at BravoCon 2022? <laughs> wow. Um, no, but like for real, like it was crazy there. And Salt Lake was arguably the second craziest panel like that. It was nuts. It was nuts. Like let's that talk about crazy. let's talk about Miami because that was oh um, my gosh, our second Miami. favorite. We got good seats for Miami. Miami was crazy, guys. Like the girls are bringing it this year. It's clear that it's like the dust is settled. Like they are like establishing themselves as like one of the it franchises again. And they when they came out, people were cheering. It was like crazy, and then immediately. They got into drama and give it up for the host. The moderator, I don't know who she was. She was a Latina talking about what the fuck are you talking about? Pero que es esto? Que es ella? Uh, she was messy boots. She, she was, was messy, messy boots. boots. She was trying to be Andy the- Andrew Cojina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was she messy was fucking boots. She was like literally crazy. She was asking just like the randomest questions and then like wouldn't drop it either. Like she just kept like pushing like no listen at one point like lisa um is talking about her divorce from lenny and she's like sobbing like really getting deep and she's like so lisa porque you didn't give up the bedroom in that house in season one or season four (laughs) why do you want to sleep with the other girls (laughs) it was like wait sharp turn wendy williams it was it was a sharp sharp direction the the transitions were not seamless i'll tell you that they were were not the fights seem to be mostly the entire cast attacking adriana yeah they hate her (laughs) except for julie everybody hates her marisol hates her alexia hates her they were sitting on the same couch so the seating placement went larsa adriana julia and alexia and alexia and adriana were just fighting the entire fucking time and then Lisa and Larsa had a moment where, like, they're, like, friends, but it's clear that, like, Larsa thinks that Lisa wasn't as good of a friend to her as she was, I guess. And then like, Yeah, but Lisa- she said, like, she said, like, she understands because she's going through a divorce, but then at, like, I think they have a really, they don't start off well in the season is what. You know what I wish, you know what I think it is, is that they don't start well in the season and then the divorce thing happened and then Larsa ran into Lenny's mistress at the club or Lenny and then like cussed him out. And like, I am, I wish somebody asked that at the panel. Like I want to go ask Miami question or like I was going to, but then the line got too long. Um, and that's the question I was going to ask was like, no, I, you really make, you make up such a good point. Like, I feel like they, that brought them closer together. And then we've seen pictures of them like going out every single fucking night. So I think they just became club rats, which I I stand hard. I stand, stand. I stand. And then at one point, though, like, Alexia was saying, um, did you catch that shade where she was like, I know what it's like to live in a mansion. I know what it's like to live in a two-bedroom apartment now. And apparently Larsa moved into a condo. <laughs> <laughs> so, it like... Was just, it was so fucking shady. It was so good. Like, I was living for it. And, guys, the season five trailer... Watching that live in a group of people for the first time was fucking serotonin. Like, Especially because it was the first time that they showed it to the women. So we were close enough to where we could see the trailer and we could see the women. And Lisa was like sobbing and like Gertie was like consoling her. But like uh, that trailer was bananas. What's your favorite part of the trailer? <sighs> There's a lot of them. I think like, we have I, the like... same one. Okay, come on. Think of it. What? Slander! Slander! You should apologize for the slander. Slander! Slander! <laughs> oh, that, that was... Okay, that's funny. I also like the dog, like, peeing on the Birkin. And it was like... That was so, cute. Like, Is that peeing on the Birkin? Um, but, like, the slander, slander. That was, like, Slander, great. slander. <laughs> um, the whole, like, intro was, like, chilling. Uh, but yeah, then really Alexia versus, like, Gertie in the trailer that was really good mm-hmm. um let's play a little bit of the trailer because guys it was giving me everything 
Any girl I've dated all said the same thing. You're very difficult. Your dad is perfect, and the bad one is me. You have no filter. Sometimes you're mean to me. You are. No, I'm not mean. What is, what is missing? You shut down at night. I shut down at night. Someone called me a week ago and told me you were making out with a man. What? They actually took a photo of it. When is this going to stop? Oh, come on, Martina. Julia, I'm done, OK? I'm done. My trainer dropped me, by the way, because when he has him training the mistress. Oh, hell no. We are fighting now. I know you want to make it work. I know you'd love to see you guys get back together. That's not going to happen. You bring that girl anywhere near my kids, there's going to be a huge problem. Do you understand me? Also, the Leah Black cameo. Can we talk about that? Everyone the room screamed. The, the room erupted when the, when Leah Black popped up on the screen. And I don't think some of the women knew that it was going to happen because, like, I think a few of them were like, "What?" <laughs> like, I think like they knew like that something had been filmed, but I don't think they knew if it would be like used or anything. But it was great. Like you said, Lisa was crying. I felt really bad for her um there was a one also point the whole the entire, room erupted like into the fuck whole lenny. room started like saying like fuck lenny yeah. didn't they? <laughs> fuck lenny fuck lenny and also like she had a really touching moment where she was like this because like one thing about BravoCon was zach you said this perfectly he was like these women become beyonce for a weekend like yeah, nowhere else in their lives are guys like you have no idea like they were ushered through the crowds through with security and everyone's just like screaming grabbing picture picture it's literally like beyonce lady gaga taylor swift like rihanna like literally fucking global superstars they become for that weekend which for that weekend and that weekend only it is like I, I mean it was there was one point right during um lisa barlow's meet and greet when she came out she came out in this like amazing chic look it was a givenchy right yeah it was a givenchy jacket and it was a Bo- bottega like leather pants i mean she had like these fucking... fun sunglasses like so chic um and she comes out and everyone just starts going Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. And I was like, she is that girl. She is that girl. She's the moment. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment. I mean, okay, let's talk about our Lisa Barlow encounter Guys, because we are still reeling. Zach is I, ready to ejaculate right now. I literally cannot even describe to you how amazing Lisa Barlow was in person. Like, she truly such a gem. I picked the right one as my fave. Like I adore her even more now. Um, we waited. I was like, we are waiting in line. Like I'm getting there early. Cause that is somebody that I really want to meet. Like, obviously like I'll risk it with the other ones just walking through the hall or whatever. Um, no, we, there was literally two full meet and greets before the Lisa Barlow meet and greet. It was Countess Luann and Heather Dubrow. And Zach was like, I'm getting in line before these two just, and I'll let people go in front of me. Like yeah. I, I want to be number one. And you know what? Everyone looked at weren't. me straight. Everyone looked at me straight crazy when I said that. And then when we got to the end, they were like, "Damn, you were you were on top of it. You like knew your." We shit. were okay. So we waited for what? You waited for two hours, and then we went and got food, and then came back, and we waited for like an hour, and we still were the last people to get a photo. My friend Sam was the last person in the Lisa Barrow line to get a photo. It was which crazy. is crazy, but. So we get up to the front of the line. We like Lisa Barlow follows our socials and And she literally DMs, she DMs us, us everything that we tag her in. She DMs us. She responds to everything, likes every comment. She likes our posts, like our podcast announcement posts. Like she views all of our stories. Like it's not just things that we post about her. Like she genuinely watches our page and like interacts with us. But like we don't put our face enough for us to think that she would know us. Yeah. So and also like you know, I kind of always like assume that when it's like a public figure that like half of the time, at least it's like their assistant doing it, you know, running their socials and like commenting back at people or whatever. And most of the time that's it. So like when I was like getting up in the meet and greet, like I did not really think anything of it. I think it was just going to be like a regular like meet and greet or whatever. Mo and I get up to the front of the line. She like. Uh, he audibly gasped before yeah like before we were even we were like third in line before when she noticed it was us and i just thought like i didn't even think anything of it till after the interaction where i was like hold the fucking phone yeah and then we got we got up to her she gives me the biggest hug ever i posted the picture on this like the story because it is like my favorite picture i'm fucking framing it she looks ecstatic she like grabs my hands like 
And like, we're like, she's like, we're like, it's the about Bravo boys. Like we follow it. And she's like, I know. I love you guys. Gives me another hug, grabs my hands, shakes me up and down and goes, it's so nice to finally meet you in person. Finally in person. And then just poor Whitney just standing there. Poor Whitney. Zach has a photo of him like geeking out with Lisa and Whitney's just standing there like that meme. That's like. It was, it was giving very much like the husband looking back and the other girl. Yeah, I had to run to Whitney though and be like, I'm so sorry. I love you too. And I'm obsessed with this fucking Versace look that you have on. It's And I was like, it's giving. And she's like, is it good? Is it good? I'm like, it's good. And she's like, oh, thank you. But like, no, Lisa hugged me. Like, I haven't been hugged like that by a person in so long. Like, she fool, like put her arms under my arms and <laughs> embraced me. And like Zach said, I went to go away and she like, pulled me back in and was like, I love your guys' stuff. Like, I love your stuff. Like, and then Zach she, came up and was she, hugged me at least three times yeah no like seemed like she was just really grabbing onto us and then the whole crowd because like i said my friend so we were gonna go separate just so we got better photos and could like interact better but like if we would have went separate i don't think we would have had the same level of interaction would have been like quick picture and out which we suffered because the pictures are not good but anyways um the whole crowd was screaming like goodbye kyle like leave like come on the rest of us need a photo and i asked the guy and i'm sorry i'm sorry to y'all but like it because I usually like with meet and greets, like I am just like, I'm used to it. Like I've gone to concerts, I've done the meet and greet thing. Like I know that's like an in and out kind of like thing. And they like, so I am like, my brain usually when I do a meet and greet is on uh, autopilot. I'll say one thing to them, I'll take the picture and I'll walk away. Lisa was not letting us go. She grabbed my hands, pulled me like, like closer to her. It was like crazy. It was like the most surreal experience I've ever fucking had. Like, I was like, damn, my mom don't even talk to me like that sometimes. You know, like... No, literally, Zach looks at me after and goes, my mom's never even hugged me like that. (laughs) And I said, babe, that's something you have to like talk to therapy about no i mean no i love my mom she like but it it was like <laughs> not 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 your mom was into this podcast not the mom slander, but it, it was a very very like it was i mean it was like any, it was a, a it great was also embrace. the last day and it just felt like it was a perfect roundup to the weekend let's talk more about meeting like our favorite encounters because another person who like I'm slowly have been becoming a stan of the past like few seasons of their show and who just solidified it for me was fucking Candace. She was such a fucking she key. She was a key. She was incredible. Like we got a solid like three to five minutes with her. Like we were just keeking with her team. Like she had these fans. Like we we're talking to her team and then we were talking to her and I had posted on the about Bravo story because she had a very loose bob. It wasn't a tight bob. It wasn't tight. Tight. It was loose and it, it it moved. It had movement. So I posted a video of her talking at one of the panels and I got a really good like close up shot and I posted it with the BOB. What's your name, BOB? So they're calling you Bob. And I was like, Candace, we're the account. We run an account called About Bravo. And she was like, Oh, I think I seen y'all. And I was like, I posted the or we posted the what's your name, BOB? So they're calling you Bob. And she was like, I saw that. Now why'd y'all do me like that? And we were like, <laughs> oh my god like all love basically and I was like, You have to follow us and she was like, Okay, plug and then Zach taught her how to be real. Yeah, my be real went off like right when I was like about to meet Candace and I was like, Candace, will you be my be real? And she goes, Hold on, can you explain this app to me? Like, I keep hearing about this app. Like, and then she like looked at one of her team members and she's like, What is this app? Like, what is going on? What is this? Yeah, then I looked at, I let her explain, I let Zach explain the be real and I was like, I'm too old for be real. That's, that's on him. I am too, but hey, here we are. But <laughs> here we are being real. But it was fun. She was like a fucking key. She was so sweet. Uh, we got good pictures. I got good pictures with her. That was a good one. The Sutton of it all. The Sutton Let's of it all. About the Sutton of it yeah. all. So she, we, this was another moment where we're walking through the convention center and all of a sudden you hear like a bunch of screams and it's like, who is it? And then lo and behold, it's Miss Sutton Strack. Okay. And she was right in front of us. Like she, she just so happened that like the security guard came and then he moved to the side and she came like she was like less than a foot away she like literally was in our face she grabbed my hand and she goes hi how are you and i was like good how are you and it was so like, strange that she like literally she went up to zach like she knew him like he was an old friend it was gra- it, like, it was funny it was, it was funny. like hi, like, hi how you been <laughs> and then she looks at mo and she's like i like her sweater she like yeah so i have i had like a little like cashmere sweater draped over my shoulder and she yeah goes oh i like your sweater and she pets the sweater and then so zach went off to go into the ladam line to meet karen and i went into the sutton line to meet sutton and the guy which was the only time that they were being really good about like time management one of the guys like okay we only have 10 minutes left with sutton i was like fuck i've been in this line for already like 10 minutes it's been 20 minutes whatever so then he comes back he's like five minutes three minutes 30 seconds and 
I'm the last person in line, and then there's two girls in front of me, and he goes, okay, cutting it off, sorry, everybody else, cutting it off at these two, and it's two girls, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm so pissed, and she looks at the guy, and then looks at me, and goes, oh, no, 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 not my friend in the sweater, you bring him right up here, so I go up there, and she goes, I feel like we're friends now, and then pets the sweater again, and I got the best picture of BravoCon with her, because I was, like, genuinely laughing and smiling, and she just was so nice, and I want the record to show that the next day, she showed up in a fucking cream cashmere sweater with a wide leg pant and i inspired Sutton strack it was it was amazing it was i, I was, literally saw her walking by and i'm like zach she's wearing a fucking cream fucking cashmere sweater Mo, Mo was like go look at her look and i was like not you inspired Sutton strack it was just so cute she was so nice and she looked so good that day she had titties no she don't, she don't got titties but she her, oh. the cleavage was Wow. It was a very low-cut dress. It was, I think, the best she's looked in a long time. I loved the look. She looked phenomenal. Um, the other really, really good interaction was with Miss Karen Huger. That woman, funny as fuck. I, me and, I am so happy that I can say that me and Karen shared a genuine belly laugh. Like, me and her cackled hard like so i was waiting in the line i was waiting in the Sutton line then he finished up with Sutton. he got into my line i was like damn i should have just waited with you and then got into the karen line but whatever um and so then one of uh karen's like employees like assistants or whatever was like hey if you buy a three-wick candle i'll shove you to the front of the line and i was like bet give me one of them three wicks she she talks a lot about it like let, let's go and so i was like i love a candle everyone if you listen to this podcast you know i love a fucking candle so we're um, candle girls she, shoves me up to the front of the line we take this picture with her she's like oh my gosh eye candy you boys like we give her like kiss like she was like amazing she was literally funny. like yeah she tried to give us a kiss on the cheek and like brought us in and she kept being like she said it twice like oh i got the eye candy i got the eye candy and she was like you boys are good looking and she was she was just a key and then we take the picture and we're like leaving and her assistant's like wait don't forget your candle and Bo goes fuck the candle we just wanted to be cared and she grabs onto my arm cackling like a, and, and she's like he said fuck the candle <laughs> and i was they were laughing like so that. hard and i was already walking away at this point and i look back and just see zach and karen like embracing and laughing and i'm like i don't even know why i said fuck the candle <laughs> she's selling the fucking candles i it was like i don't think before i speak if you guys listen to this podcast obviously it was just like it was so funny our other good interaction was miss marlo hampton who was just iconic like we were talking to her about fashion. I was like, I'm a stylist. I love your look. And she was like, oh, you boys, I look good. And then I, she got me. I bought the merch. And I cropped the merch. I told the guy, I'm going to crop this T-shirt in the middle of BravoCon. Believe me. And he looks at Marlo and goes, Marlo, this motherfucker's going to crop the shirt. And she goes, oh, he's going to fucking turn it. Tell him to tag me and I'm going to repost. He's going to fucking turn it. So I go to these people. who had made a connection with before. They're like a little vintage shop in New York called Second City. Um... So I go to them and they crop the shirt for me. The girl went to Parsons. She crops it perfectly at my waist. It was such a good look. So I run back to Marlo's booth and she's already gone at this point. And I'm like, fuck. Uh, but the guy's like, let me take a picture and I'm going to send it to Marlo. So he texts me the next morning and he's like, hey, Marlo wants your at. She wants to post a picture. I don't even think she posted it because she was already, she had already posted pictures and I responded too late, but I got the guy's information and her assistant. And like, it was just, it was so good. Like it felt like a really good, genuine, like little Bravo con moment. That was like one of my favorites. I got to meet my Jill, my Jill Zarin. If you listen to this podcast frequently, you know that I'm a Zarin stan. I know Mo is not, but no, I've come around. You know, I've come yeah, around. you you have come around. I love my Jill. She I was still also I so still sweet. hold it true that I do not love Jill in her first run on Roni, but I did love her on Girlship, and I think she's a great housewife. And bring her back, bring her back. Um, glad glad to hear you come to your senses on that one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we yeah. Met it. yeah. We met in the middle. Zach fucking clocked me because anytime so I want to be annoying to somebody and they say something that's like stupid or oblivious, I go, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you say it all the fucking time. And I like can hear it now. Every, it's you, just you, my way of like mimicking someone when I, yeah, think you do it on this podcast literally all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. But we also, um, got to meet a lot of other like bravo influencers who we have thought like talked to online like we got to meet christian gray snow we got to meet uh bravo stone manor like all these other like so many fun people that, christian like, gray snow was so fun and just so nice and like communicating with us all weekend we talked to him every day at bravo con then we went out with him on saturday night and 
the Bravo girls can party. They yeah, were, it we, was... The girls were partying, and it was the gay bars were filled with Bravo influencers. Guys, if you have FOMO, like, seriously, fucking buy tickets. And if you, like, think you can't afford them, do what I did. I paid $90 on StubHub and got a three-day fucking pass. Like, uh, granted, I live in New York and don't have to pay for, like, travel or anything. But, like, it, it's worth it. It was so fucking fun. It was a blast. I... I keep just like rewatching my videos, looking at all the pictures and just like reeling. Like it truly was like an experience, especially just to be surrounded by like so many people who love the same thing that you do. And like, I don't know. I just, I just loved it. it made me feel lo- really wait, we happy. have to talk about our Chrissy Teigen moment. Oh my God. Yes. Our Chrissy Teigen moment. So we were in line for the Vanderpump rules, like experience thing where like you, you do like the intro you're like holding the tray you like spin around which we ate we fucking tore okay we ate i've Um, seen a lot of them posted online and ours was fucking good okay ours was good ours was good and so we're waiting in line and all of a sudden uh people start like gasping and screaming about somebody and i'm like guys someone's there chrissy teigen comes up and she cuts all of us in line (laughs) she did pregnant as hell she looks good though in the face she looks stunning and I know Chrissy Teigen's problematic or she's going through some things online, but honestly, she felt like the rest of us so happy to be there. Did you see that she wore a sky top to the OC panel? No. Yeah. So my friend Savannah DM the Bravo Instagram. She goes, is she wearing a sky top? Like why, why would she be wearing that in 2022? I'm like, it's camp. Like, cause they used to wear them in the first two, se- first two or three seasons of the show. They're known for the sky dresses, sky tops. And she fucking wore one. She would. She looked like she was genuinely just having fun. Like we went to the That's OC what panel. I loved she about was it there, was yeah. like it was like you know it's like this like would you call Chrissy Teigen B list? Um, I mean now maybe like maybe two years ago she before COVID she was definitely A list. I think her. For a I think her star has dropped, but I think John's star. I think John's A list. Yeah, for sure. So like it's just funny seeing like a fucking A list B list celebrity like who has like such a passion and love for bravo like you know like and it's just like, go to bravo con which is not like yeah so relatable which is not like safe for a celebrity i mean it's safe for bravo people unless you're bringing your own fucking security she did have a team she had a, an entourage with her but i felt like everyone on her team was bravo fans too right. like i was looking to see if, if jen atkins was there because i know jen atkins is a bravo fan and like obviously if you if you're a fan of the kardashians you know jen atkins the hair guru behind the way um but she wasn't it was like a bunch of like younger girls that were with her and i was like it feels like she brought like her team who are also fans because they did the bra they did the sir experience it was honestly just like surreal to see like um all of the things like just to see her like doing everything because she was at every panel she was front row at oc which we went to oc and oc was lots of tea there they brought out taylor halfway this i got to ask tamra and heather a question i asked them if they were getting along as much as they did in the previous seasons because there had been rumors online that like during this new season that they've been feuding a little bit uh heather got up off the couch sat on tamra's lap and was like i don't know how are we doing or whatever and Zach literally made heather and, and Dubrow Tam- get out of her seat li- literally got heather Dubrow off the couch and tamra was like i think we're good right now yes and so clearly got my answer that they definitely had their ups and downs at the beginning of the season. I guess right now they're good, but there's still three weeks left, Mama. Three more weeks left to film. Three weeks left to filming. Uh, they already went on a cast trip. Some of the tea drop was like, um, I think the biggest feud of the season is going to be Taylor and Heather, which it seems like. So Amy Phillips said the newest cast member on OC is out, and it, we thought it was a new girl, but it was Taylor Armstrong who came out. I mean, to me, all the all the directions are pointing in an orange for Taylor Armstrong. I hope so. I, I feel like it's, I feel like that's what's coming. Um, other than that, so we didn't get to the girls trip panel, but like we heard that was explosive with Whitney and Heather fighting the entire time. And I mean, the trailer for girls trip gave me so much serotonin. I mean, it was guys. I know that we had our doubts in the beginning when the cast list dropped, but like that. Trailer Portia, bye. Leah. Bye. Portia. Bye. Leah. Bye. <laughs> Portia, bye. <laughs> the way it that they good. went, they went round for round. And guys, I'm gonna say it right here: Leah McSweeney was the star of that trailer. Like she was in it the most, arguably the star. Um, I think I wouldn't Pan- say she was the star of the trailer. Okay, who was? Who heavy. was? Who, who was? Other than Pepsi. I don't think anyone was really the star of the trailer. I, I Leah was. 
in every fucking like combative moment that was in the trailer was around Leah, except for the Marisol and Alexia one. Get the little bit of Candice. I love that part. That was my favorite part of the. That was my favorite part of the whole fucking trailer. Loved it was it. so also good. Marisol. It's not my fault that you have a stomachache. You've been drinking vodka since four a.m. <laughs> like, or at the end when Leah was like, "Congratulations, you guys made me get my period." Now who has a tampon? Or when she fainted, like, she was the star of it. Also, I mean, a lot of Candace, when Candace said, rumors are online, Portia, that you took somebody's man, so we're going to call you, should take a man. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, all right, I will, you know, I'm not, like, backing Mo up or anything by any means, but you guys aren't going to like to hear this. There was a lot of Leah memorabilia in bravo land which was like a little like museum that they had and there was like a lot of like leah stuff at bravo con there was so i don't think i don't i don't i don't think the door is closed yeah and honestly she was on like two different panels she was on stage like three or four different times for like so there was panels obviously in like the big rooms which was called on display feeling Giovanni and don't be tardy. And then there was mini, a mini panel that was like in front of the entire convention. That was like, anybody could just run up to. And Leah was on that panel a bunch of times. Like, and no, she was on three different panels uh, from the main ones. Honestly, guys, I don't know. I think that, I think that the shockwaves are going to happen. If she's possibly announced for like legacy or something guys, she was on, um, like her reunion dress was in Bravo Land. Her tiki torches were in Bravo Land. Her bucket um, hat was in Bravo Land. Her, her which one? Her bucket hat. Oh, her bucket hat was in Bravo Land. Yeah. Like, and they yeah. were playing the video of um. They had the video of the tiki torches going on the entire time, and then they were playing the video of her fighting in the Hamptons in the second season or her second season. Um, that was playing on a loop too behind Crystal's ugly leather pants. I'm telling you guys. Oh. Don't be shocked if we since get a Liam ta- McSweeney announcement. Since we're talking about Roni, let's talk about Roni. Because it was announced at BravoCon, the new cast of the Roni reboot. Um, a lot of the names are names that were like shuffled around the past couple of weeks, past couple of months. Um, one of the big names that is coming out is what? Jenna Collins? Is that her name? Uh, Jenna Lyons, she Jenna Lyons. is, yeah, she's a huge name in fashion. Um, basically, she created that very much like Hampton style look with the J. Crew of it all. So she was the creative director of J. Crew from 2017 or 2007 to 2017. So 10 years. She really, before that, J. Crew wasn't a big name. Like she created that very much like denim with the sweater over your shoulders with like, you know, um, like cashmere, very much that like cable net sweater vibe. Um, really like revolutionalized J. Crew. And then Michelle Obama wore J. Crew while she was, um, not only creative director, she was the president of the company. Um, they let her go after two years of declining sales and they hired somebody else. She's a big name in fashion, but like nonetheless, she had a show on HBO Max about styling. I would never, ever, 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 ever in my life have pictured her to join Roni. But she's, she seems a little kooky. Like, she's a New Yorker, been a New Yorker forever. She is very eccentric in her fashion. She is, her, like, the only one, her and the Puerto Rican. I believe she's um, queer as well. Are the only ones that, well, yeah. I, yeah. I got that vibe. <laughs> I don't. I think she had a husband, so I don't think she's full uh, lesbian, but I think she might be one of them bisexuals that you hear about. Um, yeah, the Puerto Rican side. Uh, which we talked about early on this podcast. So um, she is chic as fuck. She looks amazing. There's also one who is being rumored online that she doesn't pay her fucking interns, which is iconic. It was so funny because it's like, I find those videos like hysterical because like people are like, oh no, gotta get this one out before, you know, like she, she's already problematic. I go, no, that I got excited. I was not excited for the Roni reboot until that girl said, I had I have a boss on there that don't pay me. I said, okay, we got a Ramona. We she got said, a Ramona. She literally started the video with saying, do you want to know one of the most toxic experiences of my life was interning for someone who I just woke up and found out they're on the Roni reboot. And I said, we got a show. <laughs> we got a show, baby. <laughs> so Which filming starts I'm still next like, week. Guys, I, are they starting filming next week? Yeah, filming starts next week. Apparently, um, 
they did like some test shoots, but that was just with a lot of the rumored names that we heard. Um, and then the ones that stuck, stuck. But even Andy said, like, there's only in this entire group one Upper East Side girl and the rest are downtown girls, which doesn't even... It doesn't mean anything to me because, like, would you? Sam is an Upper East Side girl. She lives on the Upper East Side, but she's not an Upper East Side girl, you know? Yeah. She's very downtown. It's just like, it's just where you live in New York, but there's um, two of them live in Brooklyn, West Village. Like, they're all around the city and the cast is super diverse. I'm excited, but also it's not Roni and it should never be called Roni. I'm sorry. I don't, I agree. That's, I like, I'm excited to see these new, like, ladies. Should be season like, one. I, yeah, I don't like that it's called season 14. That makes me sick. It like physically makes me sick to myself. Like after this podcast, I'm gonna go throw up. I, I know. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sick and die. No, I'll be if, sick and if die. I hold in the fact that I hate that this is called Ronin season 14. I'm gonna get cancer. And I'm gonna get sick and die. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's it. Um, no, I mean, it's just not Roni. Like, I'm sorry. And it feels like Ramona did an interview with Carlos King that came out today and she said, all the so what you're gonna take all the girls that you fired or don't want around anymore and make a show with them? What's that called? Loser legacy, and it's true. She's it's not true. wrong. So you're gonna take a cast of women that you fired or deemed no longer good to be on TV and create a cast with them? Please, we could have had Sonia, Luann, Ramona. I'm gonna say it. Leah had Sai, had Jenna, and had one of the other new girls and had an eight fucking person cast. And now we said it. And now we said it. And if you, you know what, throw Ramona out, throw Dorinda in there. We could have had three or four of the old girls with three of the new girls, which Leah has said in interviews that until the day they announced that they were doing two shows, Bravo and producers were telling them that's what's going to happen. Three or four of you will stay. Three will come in. And I just it, think that we did this. It just makes me sick. And then there was like all these montages on Twitter. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like I cried. Watch no, I felt something. Also, after BravoCon, <laughs> we went to my friend's apartment and we watched old episodes of Roni. And, like, it's just nothing will be that energy. And I feel like they're doing it a disservice because they're trying to set the show up for failure by calling it season 14 because everyone's going to compare it. They're going to yeah. be like, oh, that's not old school Roni. That's not old school Roni. Just make it a new show. Make it, like... Real Houses of Downtown New York. Something. Change the name. Some, and something. It, but don't. One. It's not Roni. It's not Roni. It will never be Roni. It will never be Roni. But now everyone's going to come. Even the hashtag on fucking Twitter is going to be old Roni. Like, come on. And I, allegedly work has been started this week. Andy said on Sunday night that come Monday, Roni Legacy is priority number one at Bravo HQ. And availability calls will be made. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking care. Get a goddamn camera on those fucking old biddies and let's get to work. And sure. honestly, if they would have just announced Legacy first and then announced this cast, they wouldn't be getting backlash. Yeah. Because this cast looks cunt. They look good. But it's just like, it just feels like they don't give a fuck about the people who like made Roni Roni. You know, exactly. Like, it's like they're like throwing... that's the thing. I feel like it's so disrespectful. I feel they like disrespected them all weekend at BravoCon. Sonia fucking Morgan being on the floor at fucking Legacy. Are you kidding me? Or at Legends at at Andy's Legends Ball, Sonia Morgan was on the floor, not on stage. And you mean to tell me that Luann Deloseps was not going to be included in that Bravo medley? You mean to tell Sick. me they did not give her a mic in a Giovanni dress and let her sing Money to Fucking Doesn't Buy You Class? Are you kidding me? It makes me sick. It makes me absolutely sick. The, the like, absolute disrespect. Physically ill. It, like, it gets me so mad. I wish I went to one of those Ask Andy panels and like, you know, just looks like red. No, because all he would have been was like, eh, we want to tell new stories. No, he would have said this. He would have said this. This is what he would have said because I've heard him say it a fucking million times. You know, we we talked and this is what we thought would please everyone. And I'm like, I'm not trying to please those fucking bitches who aren't even fucking housewife fans who don't care about like no, because the what? same accounts, the same fucking accounts tweeting all this dirty ass shit about season 13 are the same accounts creating fucking videos talking about it's not Roni, it's not Roni. Where were you? Where were you when our girls were a little sick when and down bad? Season 13 happened. Season 13 happened and yeah. You know, we we could have you know helped it. We could have done something, you know, to bring it back to life. This pulling the plug on them not the way to do it. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It feels like pulling the plug on you know someone too soon. Okay, with that being said, I know where you're going there. Anyways, Bravo <laughs> Con was amazing. It was incredible. Fucking buy tickets next year so we can meet more of you guys. I I I'm still high from it. I loved it. That's all I, I loved got it. From, it was, that's all I got from RoboCon. 
It was one of the best weekends of my life. Not, not even gonna, not even gonna exaggerate. It was amazing. It incredible, iconic, legendary, legends ball, living, slay, bus, work, per, another bus, another bus, Bub. another bus, Tour. maybe gorgeous, <laughs> another diet coke, another diet coke. It was, it was just phenomenal. But. Anyways, that is our BravoCon recap. Make sure that you are following the stories and you can catch up on all of our BravoCon tea, all the pictures, all the videos, everything that went down at BravoCon because there's a lot that went down. Make sure you follow us at our socials at about underscore Bravo on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Make sure to DM us, talk to us. We love talking to you guys and subscribe. Get those notifications on so you know when the podcast goes live and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.